Welcome to the She Laughs Podcast. I'm Katie, your hostess. I'm so excited that you're here today and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm going to be talking about hospitality tips and tricks, just some things we found that worked really well in our family and maybe you can snag a few ideas and try them out in yours. Hey there, friends. I am delighted to be here with you today. I have been chatting about hospitality. If you want to catch up, go back to episode eight and nine. But today I'm going to do a tips and tricks episode, not because I am an expert hostess. I have lots of room to grow. But a couple of years ago, my husband and I found ourselves in this just like weird season where hospitality, like we weren't connecting with people like we wanted to. Uh, we had just moved to a new community and he had a new job sometimes worked weird hours he's in school we had really young kids i was working part-time more than i had before we moved to southern california and it was just like hospitality wasn't happening so we had to kind of figure it out and be creative um on how we were gonna connect with people and most of the tips and tricks i'm sharing today kind of came out of those lessons learned. So um, I just want to be really clear that I can say on the authority of the Bible that God's people have and they ought to make hospitality a priority because God is a hospitable God. The gospel is all about being welcomed into the home of God and we image that as his children. But I cannot tell you what it's going to look like in your life. There is no prescriptive verse in the Bible that says thou shalt have company once a week. Like it doesn't exist. The principle is there of welcoming people, but there's a lot of freedom in this area. So anything I share with you today, if you're like, yeah, that's not going to work for me, or you try it out and it super doesn't work for you, I'm really sorry that I wasted 15 minutes of your time, but I really thank you for taking the risk and listening anyways. Um, If it doesn't work for you, like that's totally okay. These are just ideas and principles and ways that I've made it work in my life. So without further ado, here are my six hospitality tips and tricks. Number one, find a hospitality mentor. Hospitality is really a skill. It it can involve a lot of different skills. So if you wanna grow in this area, find someone you know who's good at it and ask them questions observe how they entertain you when you're in their home and see if you can bring some of those lessons home to your four walls. Ask questions that are very specific to your struggle. You might be surprised they might have a really specific answer or maybe have had that struggle themselves. Let me tell you about my hospitality mentors. Um, My mom would definitely be at the top of the list. So as teenagers, she would have us prepare Sunday dinner right alongside her, but we would do it on Saturday evening and she very purposefully drilled into our brains that the point in doing this ahead of time was that so when our company came the next day we didn't have to scramble and be rushing around we would be prepared and we could just sit down and enjoy whoever was at our table really great hospitality lesson i learned Uh, my mother-in-law i have a pretty rich hospitality heritage she also is very hospitable she creates these exotic food experiences that people will talk about for years and she does have a leg up on the rest of us because she's korean so she can make these amazing asian dishes but i don't know what she has stashed away in her cupboards she's got a wand or something it doesn't actually matter what kind of cuisine she cooks american mexican asian it's just 
it always tastes good. She brings people together around food. When I married into my family, I had to sort of adjust my idea of lunch and dinner because I was never sure when one started and when ended. There was just this constant flow of food <laughs> that really made me laugh. Um, yeah, that that was, let me tell you, it was a rough adjustment. No, not really. It was an amazing adjustment. I loved it. <laughs> She's really good at keeping track of my favorite food, usually when I show up at her home dark chocolate with sea salt it'll always be there or whatever the thing I'm into currently she'll remember it and it'll be there she's just really good at bringing people together around food so um I try we're trying I can't aspire or I am aspiring I'm never sure if I'll actually arrive at her level of culinary art but um she inspires me to make sure whatever I feed guests is yummy um that's not the most important thing about hospitality, but food matters. Food is comforting. Everyone needs food. It brings people together. It's kind of like uh, even ground. Like everyone has to eat. So when you do it together, you're all in the same spot. Uh, yeah, food is fun. Uh, my grandmother-in-law was another lady who was the queen of preparation. I lived with her for a couple of months and sometimes we would do hospitality together. And she was just she would set the table at like three o'clock in the afternoon or put on um get the water ready for the pasta to boil and she just before her guests there she was so busy before her guests arrived she was busy getting ready for them and then when they showed up it just looked like this seamless transition to a feast and um, it was really fun to watch her do all of that. So my grandmother-in-law is another hot lady who's just been great at modeling hospitality to me. So I hope you have someone like that in your life. If not, go find them. They are out there. Find a hospitality mentor. Uh, point number two, focus on preparation and not presentation. So I learned this as a mom because I could literally follow my kids around until my guests came to the door cleaning up their mess. <laughs> kids are messy um, and it's impossible to keep the house like perfect up until my company arrives. So I've started to let some of that slip. Like I try to make sure it's not gross and that there's places to sit and such. But instead of dedicating all my effort to making the house perfect, like that presentation, I try to think of like, what could I do that would just speak anticipation to my guests? And what I mean by that is like putting out a plate of cookies before they get there or um, setting the table ahead of time. I love Whenever I go to someone's home and the table is already set, I, it just makes me feel like, oh my goodness, they, they've been preparing for me. They're excited for me to be there. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me, but a set table just says, we've been so excited for you to arrive. Like, we, I don't know what it is. We even set the table. I don't know. Find a way. Like, I've heard of people having like a chalkboard that they write welcome and then the name of their guests. Something just to show that person when they arrive that there's been excitement about their arrival, that um, they're welcome here. So I try to put my efforts into preparing for my company to come instead of making the house perfect. So um, I don't know if that's helpful to you, but try to find a way that you can create a sense of anticipation that we've been anticipating you. And if they have to walk over a few baby dolls to get to the table, it's okay. Um, they'll survive. Anyways, uh, number three, come up with what with what works and just keep doing it until it doesn't work. You do not have to reinvent the wheel every time. 
you don't have to try a new recipe every time guests come over. I try to pull that off on my husband sometimes. I'll convince it. I'll work to convince him. Hey, honey, I found this new recipe. I think we should try it when so-and-so comes over. And I'll be all excited. And he's like, are you sure that's a good idea? Which, like, in Daniel language means don't do that, Katie. Um, because he knows, like, it's just going to create stress on top of the, it's not like a bad stress, but you know, when you're preparing for someone, it's taking up space in your mind. You don't need a new recipe on top of all of that. Um, just focus on what works and don't reinvent the wheel. We have go-to like games. We love to play the game of things. Well, we have a group of about six to eight people that we don't know that well. Um, it's a really good game. It's kind of similar to apples to apples and it creates these like fun, intimate, uh, inside jokes really quickly because it's kind of a silly game and you learn a lot about the people that you play it with so we really like that game it doesn't work as well in a group of people that you already know but it's really fun for people that you're trying to build a relationship with um, we have some go-to meals like whenever we have to serve a large crowd we love to do meatball subs it's so easy Costco is really great at making meatballs and you just throw marinara sauce on it mozzarella cheese and hoagies on the side with some chips and cookies for dessert you're good to go it's it's just our go-to that's what we do when we feed a big crowd um we have like a go-to soup that we serve in the winter just works really well most people like uh it's like a meatball soup um i love to have otter pops in my freezer for our neighborhood kids i don't get to give them out as often as i wish i did but um that's always fun we've done hot dogs just easy simple things that we know will work out well. We are working on an experience meal in honor of my mother-in-law because it is fun to bring people together around uh, exotic food. We're working on Asian burritos and the reason why we're working to make this the standard go-to is because they're actually pretty simple to prepare ahead of time but they are definitely a unique experience and if you think Asian burritos sounds gross you should let me know and I'll have you over for dinner because it's not so good they kind of mix like korean flavors with baja mexican flavors and it's like this beautiful marriage we love it <laughs> asian burritos we're working on figuring out how that can be a go-to meal for when we have company i would never invite someone over that i barely knew for the first time to have asian burritos because if they didn't like mexican or asian food you know it might not be a fun experience for them but um we're working on it the other thing i'm working on is homemade pizza because everyone loves pizza that's a great thing but we're not doing it yet as our go-to company meal because i'm still hit and miss on the dough guys i have cried over pizza dough pizza dough is no small thing uh man but we do it as a family almost every friday night and and we're getting there we're making progress we have had two weeks in a row or so of great pizza dough so maybe that'll be a go-to after a while but my point is that i'm trying it on my family and not my company so just have things that work and keep doing them till they don't uh number four invite people into your life's rhythms so because we have young kids right now when we have company uh, we still put our kids to bed on time and that might sound mean to you but they're happier and healthier for it and I don't have to pay for it the next day but when we put them to bed we kind of invite our guests into our bedtime routine we keep it really short and sweet we don't do the 20 minute version we stick with the five minute one uh, we usually um, after they're dressed and ready for bed um, we sing a song and pray with them but if someone's there we'll say like hey do you want to sing and pray with us and it's just kind of fun it gets them involved into something we do as like 
a rhythm of life. Um, I have a friend over almost every Thursday night and like I try to be prepared for her but she just jumps into our life and our family has been so blessed because of it. She reads books to my kids while I finish dinner. She reads books to them while they finish eating. <laughs> um, she will offer to bring stuff. She'll help me do the dishes. We've just we wanted to get to know her and to bring her into our life so we were like hey I don't know what we're going to be doing every Thursday night but you want to just jump in on it and it's been really great and we've built a really sweet relationship with her and my kids love her and it's just great that's and I'm not telling you that to so that you applaud our hospitality efforts I'm telling you that because it's not this perfect hostess situation every time she walks into the door on Thursday in fact sometimes she'll ask if I need help with something and I'm like yeah, do you mind doing the dishes from breakfast? <laughs> and you know what? She does them, and it's great. Um, I try not to do that, but I want her to be there more than I want life to be perfect. So that's that's what I'm encouraging you to do, too, because it's worth it. We've built a great relationship. I've folded laundry with friends in my living room. Um, I make sure they have a place to sit, but I've done it. Uh, sometimes the needs of your family are going to be so great that you do have to put traditional hospitality on hold like you know having a newborn baby that might be a really difficult season to have people in your home frequently but um there may also be times where you need to adjust please don't hate me for saying this you need to adjust or even sacrifice some of the needs of your family because a friend has a need for relationship and I don't mean like you don't feed your kids because you need to go have coffee with a friend that's not what I'm talking about my point is that if you're creative, you can find ways for your life rhythm to fit into hospitality and hospitality to fit into your life rhythm. It just takes some creativity and some humility. So if you want to hear a little bit more about this, um, I grew a passion for it from the book, The Gospel Comes with a House Key by Rosario Butterfield. Really, really great read and definitely worth it. I have like half the book underlined. I love that book so much. So I'd encourage you to jump into it, especially if this is something that you want to grow in, just having people into your regular rhythms. Number five, learn to do hospitality without making a meal. When my daughter was a baby, for whatever reason, the thought of making a meal, even for like two extra people, I mean, four, two people don't eat that much more than four, but um, the thought of doing it just overwhelms me and I'm like I can't I can't do it so we were like okay well how about dessert because dessert is pretty easy I mean mixed brownies are great Ghirardelli does a good job uh ice cream everyone loves ice cream dessert can be really easy and still really yummy we love to do root beer floats for dessert that's one of our favorite go-tos and we usually get orange soda to go along with it it's super easy super cheap and everyone loves it anyways um it worked really well for our season of life because we would get our kids ready for bed right after we finished our family dinner. And then when our company showed up, they'd be ready to go to bed. Um, they would get to visit for a little bit, have a treat with us. We put the kids to bed and then we could like have adult conversation that wasn't interrupted until like nine o'clock, 9.30. And that just worked really well for a season of life. So having people over for dessert is a great way to connect without having to make a full on meal. Um, the other way I love to have someone over without doing a meal is to do like a baking date. I love to make banana bread with a friend or someone I'm trying to get to know. And here's why. <laughs> banana bread will make your house smell amazing. Um, my kids, this is how we chop 
I'm sorry, this is how I get bananas mashed in my house. I know it's not the fastest way, but it sure is fun. I throw the bananas into a bowl and I hand my son the masher and I say, go, mash the, mash the bananas. So he feels like he's participating. Um, and I can talk to my friend with a little more ease and she does the wet ingredients, I do the dry, we throw it all together, sit down and talk while the house fills with uh, mouth-watering aromas, slice it up, have some with coffee, send her home with a few pieces, it's great. We love, I really love to do that. Um, you can do like a ministry project together. I've had great times with friends uh, putting baby shower decorations together. Uh, watermelon, a popcorn bar. We did whipped coffee the other day. My sister was visiting and I had a friend over and she did whipped coffee for us and it took her like a couple minutes to put it together. But it was so good and whipped coffee is kind of like a thing right now. So that was fun. It was sort of a fun experience. But um, that's something I need to learn how to do. Uh, you can entertain outside because if if you have the space to do it, sometimes that helps when you're feeling overwhelmed keeping up with your own kids' mess. <laughs> if you do everything outside, then, you know, uh, there's not a new mess in your house and there's no one looking at the old mess. So uh, those are a couple of ideas for you about how to do hospitality without making a meal. You can do it. Just got to be a little creative. And if this applies to you, point number six, have your children participate in hospitality. It is so good for them to learn how to serve others, and they can do a lot. Um, set the table. Don't worry. If you've been in my home, I make my kids wash their hands before they set the table. If you listen to episode eight, that might be especially concerning to you. Um, but yes, they, uh, they wash their hands. So they can set the table, and sometimes it takes more work to have them help than to actually do it, but it's worth it because you're teaching them something, right? Um, they can come up with good conversation questions. They can open the door. They can um, say, come on in. They can ask if a guest wants water. If they have their own friends over, one of my best friends, was I was watching her um, instruct her little girl, and she had her daughter ask my daughter, all of the questions okay ask her if she wants a snack okay now go get the snack like watch walking her through all of the steps of being a hostess and i thought that was so brilliant because she was teaching her little girl how to welcome someone into her home so if they if there are kids in your home have your kids host for the children and that's just a really good life lesson for them we have some toys that i try to keep stowed away until we have company because grown-ups and children like them alike we have like this magnet toy thing and whenever i bring them out usually our guests will get down on the floor and play with my kids and that's really good because it gives my kids interaction with adults um, and helps them be involved in the process of hospitality but everyone's still having fun um, Legos, Lincoln Logs, things like that. I mean, everyone loves Legos. I just like to play with Legos. I can make a killer robot, but one time we had company and the Legos were out and my friend made my son a Captain America shield out of Legos. And they weren't like the tiny intricate Legos with all those angles and parts. He was using mega blocks, like the baby Legos, the first Legos that you get usually when you turn one or two. <laughs> um, he made a Captain America shield out of it. I was so impressed. And I'm like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was possible. Um, so, yeah, if you bring out some toys that grown-ups and kids alike um, enjoy, that's really fun. Uh, play the thumbs up, thumbs down game to get your kids involved in hospitality. Such a good game. I went like two and a half years as a mom without knowing about this game. So just in case you don't know about it, I'm going to tell you about it. Thumbs up, thumbs down goes like this. So-and-so is coming over to our house. Let's review, how, what are we gonna do when they get here? Are we gonna jump on the couch when we have company? 
oh no mom and then they'll do like a thumbs down no yeah we don't do that when we have company that's not polite are we gonna talk really loud at the dinner table oh no mommy we don't do that and they'll do a thumbs down are we gonna say come on in uh yeah thumbs up and and they make a game out of an etiquette review course you do not realize how many rules there are to etiquette until you have young children because there's just things that i never really even thought to tell them ahead of time like um you know you shouldn't take food off of other people's plates like i forget that kids don't really know that sometimes they're not really being naughty they're just being children they don't know any better so kind of having a fun way to introduce all the expectations without it sounding like a laundry list of rules that's been a really good uh, practice for our family so um those are my six hospitality tips let me review them for you uh find a hospitality mentor focus on preparing your home not necessarily presenting it uh come up with what works and just keep doing it until it doesn't invite people into your life's rhythms learn to do hospitality without making a meal and have your kids participate I hope that this was fun to listen to maybe you got a few tips and ideas about it uh, you should let me know on Instagram. You can look me up at Fearless Laugh, and I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening in today. It was such a privilege. Thank you for giving me some time out of your day. I don't take that lightly. I hope it was fun and profitable for you. I'm looking forward to next time. If you want to look me up on Instagram, you can find me at Fearless Laugh, and I will see you around.